right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and oh, I wonder what comments are Sims and Lepko. Yeah, buddy, it is. The Idris Elba Podcast. We'll uh-huh. explain what that means in a second, but it is episode 39. You got a 39? I got two good ones. Go for it. Who do you got? Well, one is Steven Jackson. Another one was a great one, uh, white running back. Larry. Uh, you looked it up. Larry Zonka. No, Larry Zonka's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I My first mind was Brandon Browner. Yeah. Danny Woodhead. Oh. And you, know, you know who gets no love? Right. One of the greatest nicknames in football Fast Willie Parker. Ah, Fast, Fast Willie, Willie Parker was, was a 39. He had a little run there. Fendrick, do you have a 39? I have no 39s. I got nothing. That's I didn't right. have time so to look one up. I know. Once again. That's, Unbelievable. That's, thank you. Unbelievable. Let me give you a rundown of our episode today. It should be a good one. It could be a bad one. And here's why. <laughs> Idris Elba supposedly coming on the podcast. The dude has been in everything. Stringer Bell, The Wire. Look, he's a stud. I just don't believe he's coming in. I, I agree. I mean, I he hear might. you. We'll he see. Might. Sims is going to rant on Aaron Rodgers now. People are kind of putting him under the bus right now. And we're going to talk, of course, about NFL celebrations, what's okay, what's not, and what's wrong with everybody coming down on Cam Newton. Let's go back to camera three. Gabe, show them those mystery fingers. Oh, the dirty fingers are back. The dirty fingers are back. And huh? let's go to the control room. Hey, control room, what up, everybody? Yo, hey. yo, yo. You can't say Steinmetz. Steinmetz is, is helping out Andrew back there. What a jerk. And George is on the ones and twos. Well, hello, Michelle, Michelle then. Michelle gets yeah, it Michelle, Yeah, Michelle's supervising. Right. You know, she's, she's holding it down. Uh, I, first thing I want to ask you is, I watched the Bengals fall to the Texans. Right. We saw the Packers lose to the Lions. It was upset week. Jacksonville beats Baltimore. So many upsets around the NFL. I want to ask you the teams that you genuinely believe right now that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. So let me go rapid fire. Yeah, right. And you tell me just yes or no first thing that comes to okay, mind. Okay, right. Patriots. Yes. Jets. No. Wow. Buffalo Bills. No. Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Okay. Steelers. Yes. Any team in the AFC South. No. Okay. Any team in the NFC East. Ooh. Yes. Which one? Uh, Are you going to say the Cowboys I'm right now? I'm not crazy. I, honestly, I think if any of them can get to the playoffs, they're yeah. all going to be a pain in the butt to knock out of the NFC okay. playoff race. All right. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Whew. I'm going to say no. Okay. Green Bay pa- Packers. No. Carolina Panthers. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Right. Carolina Panthers. Yes. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. No. Mm. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Come on, rapid. Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Denver Broncos. We said win the Super Bowl? Win the Super Bowl. No. Wow. Yes. Okay, so you said Cardinals, Panthers, you said no to Vikings. Right. The NFC East, you have faith in Steelers, Bengals, Patriots. Right. So you're down to those few teams. Yes, I am. Now, you said no on Packers and Broncos. Yes. I want to start off with the Broncos right. because I think we they have a Super Bowl defense. Peyton Manning yeah. not playing. Josh, break down Peyton Manning's statistics last week. Uh, it, it was a rough week. Five, it, was, right. it was one of the worst games of his career. He was 5 for 20 passing uh, for 35 yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 0.0 passer rating. Right. So I, I watched that film. That was the, break one it down of the first ones saw. I wanted to watch on Monday morning. Uh First of all, yes, it was the worst performance of Peyton Manning's career. There's no, like, if, maybe, yes, it was the worst. Uh, 
four interceptions. He was lucky to throw four. It sh- probably should have been seven or eight. I mean, literally, they dropped. The Kansas City dropped at least three or four others. Right. I mean, Marcus Peters should have had four in the first half. Uh, How that much he of dropped. this is the plantar fasciitis? Now, listen. That's where I, I don't know. I I knew. I had told you guys Sunday that he. Is, I had heard his foot was sore. That the ribs were an injury. No yeah. doubt about it. Now, when I watched the game, I didn't sit there and go, "Ooh, yeah, I could tell his foot's really bothering him throwing the football." No, I really couldn't. Uh, I had producer Josh even watch a few snaps with me. You could tell sometimes after he'd get done running, if he was doing a bootleg or whatever, you could see a slight little limp. But I don't think it was affecting his throws or anything. Okay. Listen, it's Peyton Manning. He just. He's not very good anymore. That's just really all there is yeah. to it. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning at quarterback. Um, and I'm not so sure just from what I saw at the end of the game with Brock Osweiler. I hate saying this. I know. I'm not so sure the Broncos aren't better off with Brock Osweiler. At least they can throw it deep. At least they can run bootlegs. I don't like saying that. Yeah. I know I'm, 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 t- I'm real about the situation with Peyton Manning. I know he's one of the greatest like of all time. Because I feel bad. I almost feel like I'm disrespecting him to a degree. But I know I would say it to him in person, too. Yeah. So that's where I kind of overcome it. Is it disrespecting it. because you think it when all is said and done, Brock Eisweiler and Peyton Manning should never be mentioned in the same sentence well, other than once I, I, I think it's just more I feel bad because I have, I have a little history with Peyton. I, I almost went to Tennessee. I used to talk to him. Then I looked up to him. I mean, he was the son of a famous quarterback, and there he was being successful. So we had that bond where yeah. I felt like, man, I'm trying to be like him. Yeah. He's a Amazing, and he was kind of that guy that set the path for me. Uh, but uh, so I feel bad from that standpoint, and he is one of the greatest of all time. We know that, but yeah, yeah I'm not so sure. Uh, we're going to see this week against the Bears if Brock Osweiler plays well. Let's just say he throws 270 yards, no interceptions, maybe one touchdown pass. Yeah. What are the Broncos going to do? I think it's going to be so very interesting. So let me ask you one question, right. and I actually came up with a theory. Right. My question for you is this. Resting Peyton Manning, we still after the bye, he came back and looked really yes, good. Yes, right. Will that always have a positive effect? Where if you sit him one week, he will come back and be able to perform better the next week. I, I do think yes. You will okay. see more pop in his arm for because we know he'll be prepared. We've seen that really the last three years. Anytime he's gotten a little extra time off, okay. his arm does have a little more pop. You're not like, oh wow, this is Aaron Rodgers throwing lasers yes. around the field, but he certainly can make a few more throws with a little more authority to fit it in some holes. Here is my theory. So right. stay with me. Yeah, I got the you. Bengals lost to the Texans last night was enormous right. in terms of Peyton Manning possibly getting a bye in the playoffs, right. which, as we're talking about, is going to be very necessary. Yeah. I looked at the Broncos' schedule. Right. Here is where I would sit Peyton Manning and when I would play Peyton Manning. Okay. Next up is the Bears. We know he's not playing. Right. After that's the Patriots. Right. Sorry, Peyton Manning. You're not playing in the game. I don't think they have a chance to win it with him. Okay. Give him the two weeks of rest. Right. Give him the two weeks of rest. At Chargers, I'm playing him. Home against the Raiders, I'm playing him. I'm sitting them at the Steelers. Right. I'm sitting them. Okay. It's a tough game. We're right. sitting them. I'm playing them against the Bengals because we're fighting for that bye. Gotcha. And we're playing against the Chargers. Gotcha. If they pull out a win against the Bears, right. let's say they lose to the Patriots, let's say they beat the Chargers and Raiders, he pulls off the win against the Bengals and Chargers. Right. Now they're 12-4. and four Right. With a win over the Bengals. Sure. Here's what I'm saying. Stay okay, with me. I know. Here. I'm with you. The Bengals still have to play at the Cardinals. Yes, tough. They have to play home against the Steelers. Right. We already said that at the Broncos. Right. And maybe they drop a game to the Rams or something Who like knows, that. Who knows, right. At that they point. They can drop a game. We know that. At that point, they're 12-4 and 11-5, and the Broncos have the advantage. Yes. Is Do you think it is possible for us to go bench and all that stuff? Well, I, I, in theory, I like your idea. I do think there's something to that. But I think in reality, it's going to be a bigger distraction than what it's worth because you're going to have to deal with 
the the constant media. What are they going to do if Osweiler lights up a team mm. one week and they're going to say, you know what, Peyton's fresh this week. Mm. We want you to sit out. Mm. It's going to become more of a distraction, I think, than something positive for the team. Damn. I know. It's the, your mind was in the right place. I'm trying to think, how can we extend right, his Peyton, career? Because, I know, I know. Wow, so apparently we have a guest here. So we're going to put this on because I still don't believe that he's coming. You think so, they're tricking us? So I'm going to put on the blindfold because here's my plan. If it's not him, at least we'll be like, ah, oh, we try. But if it is him, I'm going to go nuts. So okay, let's go we're blindfold. blindfolding? Yeah, it's, I'm going to blindfold, but I still need to look at this. It's going to mess up my makeup. Woody's going to have to deal with it. Damn. I would now like to introduce... Possibly, it could also be a PA. I'm I don't listening. know if it's going to be Elba. A Golden Globe winner. The man is the biggest baller on television, in media, in music. American gangster. He was on The Office. Detective John Luther. Man wins a Golden Globe on Luther, which is awesome. Did Play you say Nelson. The Office? Y- yes, he was in The Office. Nelson Mandela. Let me Go see. on Netflix and watch Beast of No Nation because it's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I think it's He's him. I DJ. smell some cologne, Keep man. your hands to yourself, bro. Oh, oh my it is. God. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. How you doing, man? I, the fact <laughs> that you're here is ridiculous. Oh, what was the blind... What was the blind well, because, we didn't really believe you were going to be here. Yeah. So they were going to, like, bring somebody else in in your place in case you weren't, like, somebody <laughs> yeah. from the office. You were going to get George Nobody else that could replace me. No. no I'm joking. Absolutely <laughs> not. Dude. Welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. You're here, yeah, so you're... I want to get the reason you're here right away. I watched your commercial, Tom Clint. Dude, it was awesome. What was it like to make it and, and tell everybody about what you're doing? It was a special commercial. We went to Prague to shoot it. Prague's a real sexy city. It's uh-huh. a great city. We went to this uh, studio there and made this. Director killed it. I mean, it's a very visceral yes. you know, campaign. Yes. Um, I'm not in the game, just to clear that up, but right. I am no. sort of in the commercial as a curator of what you can expect from the game. Yeah, right. well, you do right. that a lot. You did that for the NBA All-Star game. You're great at setting things up. So it's no, NBA, no, Rainbow no, no. Six. No, NBA All-Star didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that game. I did. No, not uh, the game. The actual, the, uh, actual the All-Star actual game. Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because well oh, your voice, man, you're like, listen, <laughs> you need to understand what we have here. Um, uh, that's, a good, that's a good impression. <laughs> you're stylish, too. Look at our man styling here. I mean, got the hoodie, oh. the fashion faux pas pants with a little burnt orange Adidas like on. Well, we heard, we heard, yeah, you, we heard you were a little bit big, so he, you know, he wanted to make sure well, that you lift. Well, I, I know. I, I, I just, when I looked you up last night, of course, I saw some pictures online. I was like, Come in, he looks taller than I'm not disrespecting most actors, but I've met a few and I'm like, they're usually short. They're short. Yeah, right, and right, then right. of course you're in good shape, seeing you in other movies and everything. Uh, what do you do to kind of stay in shape? You know what? I, um, I'm a kickboxer. Okay. Mm. So I fight train when I can. Right. Uh, it's, That's useful too. Yeah, it's real useful just in case somebody tries to steal your hot dog or anything. You'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Knock them out. But um, no, like, like keeping in, you know, being an actor and trying to stay in, sh- staying in shape is a bit of a challenge. Mm. You've got long hours in there, but it's really important for me, you know, right. to stay in shape. Yeah, so I try to. Mind and everything. Your mind too, right? and all that. And just, you know, just, just good. Good to be in shape. Yeah. What's it like to be the third most attractive man on camera right now? Is that tough? <laughs> you know what, man? It's really, I, I'm, I'm right now struggling because Normally I got a lot of heat, but the heat's going that way, know, so I this know, is like uh, tough. You can for me. See, well, I'll be sweating you can like say, two minutes. Uh, so he, no, you're is, sweating already. Actually, that's what I'm saying. He's a little nervous. It's a sinful podcast tradition that I sweat when the guest comes. It's a tough thing. <laughs> uh, I know you're a big Arsenal fan. You're a big Gunner. Uh, look, man, NFL is in is in England all the time. Mm-hmm. One, do you think that England would support an NFL team? And I'm curious, how do Premier League fans compare with NFL fans from what you've witnessed? Well, listen, NFL sells out every time it comes mm, to, right. to, uh, to England. You know, the Wembley Arena, and I think they did a big deal with Tottenham 
Stadium. Yes, yeah, they did. So it's right. 2018 or something. They're going to be doing right. NFL games there. And every time, you know, people people in England really, really love NFL. Um, comparatively, though, like yeah. Guna fans, we're rude boys. You know Ooh. what I mean? Like we're rude boys. We're very sort of loud. Um, NFL is a little bit more polite. Right. You know, enjoy the sportsmanship. Right. right. Arsenal, you know, we're going for the the jugular. The kill. You know, the kill. We right. want, we we want goals. We want our players to be really good, yes. and we're very vocal about that. Right. We have an Arsenal fan in the office, and he was a legit gooner. Carlos. The stories that Carlos tells, yeah. I go, man, NFL fans do not understand right. the craziness over there. Right. It's another world. I used yeah. to go to Highbury, man. Highbury was the first stadium. Now we're at Emirates Stadium, but right. Highbury was a really small, intimate stadium. Mm. It was one of the smallest stadiums you could go to because it was just compact and beautiful. Right. The energy in that stadium was Amazing. incredible, man. Just yeah. really. Yeah. Old school stadiums, I like that the best. All right, all right one other question. I, I honestly didn't know you were English until last night. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not. So uh, Because <laughs> I've seen you in The Wire, mm-hmm. and, and of course, I saw you in American Gangster, and I was like, man, the accent. Then I read or I see that you maybe learned in a Brooklyn barbershop to have the American accent I mean, and all that. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. But how do you work on that and just toy with that all the time? When I, when I was, uh, before the Y, I lived in, in, in America for, in New York for about four years. Right. You know, New York, New Jersey. And like one of my tests for my accent was to go to a barbershop and just see if anyone could recognize that I was right. English, you know what I'm saying? Because barbershops, you know, just like now, yeah. everyone's bantering, you better yes. have an opinion, you right. better be louder than the next dude. Right. Yes, and, and they'll uh, call you out for being fugazi. Exactly. Yeah. Especially, like, and I know nothing about football or baseball, so I'd have to talk about soccer <laughs> in an American accent. Soccer. Like, man, what are you talking about? Nobody watch that. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> what I wanted to hear. That's good. <laughs> I mean, look, I love Stringer Bell. It, it literally, I went after I watched The Wire and I bought books that the producers had written because to me it was like showing this culture of America that hadn't been done correctly. And Stringer was that character where I was like, this is the, and by the way, you can curse on our podcast. And oh, I know you yeah, might one, have to go for One curse word. No, we'll let you curse. Yes. So my thing is, I saw Stringer Bell and I was like, this is the fucking man. Like this dude is running a business. He's holding it down. How visceral is that when you go out and people, do people just call you Stringer sometimes? All the time. Really? All the time, yeah. I remember when I was uh, coming out of the Stringer sort of era. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, I, used, I used to be really conscious about my accent because people would come up to me like, String, man, what's up, man? I'd be like, all right, mate, how you doing? Yo! <laughs> no, String, what happened right. to your voice? Right. You don't talk, you know, and it was, uh, it was I had a little bit of an accent uh, phobia because, because I didn't want people to think that I wasn't, who I was on the TV show. Yes. I'm right. not Stringer Bell, but yeah. people get attached to characters, so they see me all the time as like, Stringer. I get a lot of Luther now, like Luther's my other character. Yeah, right. You ever love. get Nelson Mandela? You I get, get some th- Nelson. Some, no, I don't get Nelson ever. Right, I was no, going to lose a joke. Like, yeah. But dude, I mean, you're, you're all over the place. We love you here. Um, if you could do one thing for me, the Stringer Bell voice, um, I just want this. So Tony Romo's coming back. He's a big guy in America. He plays for the Cowboys. If you could just maybe look there and just go, NFL, you thought you were safe. Tony Romo's back. He's going to make you in trouble. Something like that. Can I just do it in my own accent? Because Stringer Bell's dead. Ah, yeah, see? He's dead. Dude, you could do it in any accent. NFL, you thought you were safe, but Tony Romo's is coming back. (laughs) I love that. You're in trouble. Gosh, there's more than one Tony, Ro- Tony Romos. I love it. <laughs> you, say, you say action, the guy's ready. I oh, mean, no, oh he's, mate. He's a pro. No, I would love to be a pundit. Would you? Oh, man. I've got an opinion, and, you know, 
Isn't it crazy when people it. don't have opinions and they play it safe? Well, it's not crazy because, you know, people get, you know, like people are a bit shy. But yeah. I think it's important to, like, you know, state your state where you, where where you stand. Yeah, yeah. Where you stand. I'm with you. Don't sit on the fence, man. Don't sit on the fence. The hell with the fence. Yeah, exactly that. right. I don't you like anything on my butt. this side or this side? All right, ask him about Jay-Z. Yeah, well, Jay-Z, I mean, I left Coke kind of got me into this music, of course, one of your passions. I know you had a lot to do with the American Gangster soundtrack, working with Jay-Z. That experience, what was that like? I mean, were you, did you have moments where you're like, man, I'm doing music with Jay-Z? Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z, you've ever met him? I never, I actually did once at a club uh, yeah. when I was about 22. Yeah. He's a really formidable character, lovely person, but right. he's, like his presence is in the room. And you know, mm. he's a genius, obviously, because he comes up with, you know, all this thought-provoking, you know, shit, right. you know, on, on beats. But with American Gangster, I sent that to him. I finished it and sent it to That's him. That's awesome. Yeah. And he sent an email back and he goes, I don't love it. I f***ing love it. And I was like, ah! Was there a pause between the first yeah. and the second text? He even put a dot, 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 dot. So Were like, you just I don't dying? love it. I f***ing love it. I oh was my like, God. what? That That's was a really awesome. great moment. Yeah, and I saw cool. him. Obviously, I worked with his wife, Beyonce, right. in a movie called Obsessed. Yes. And I saw him at the great. premiere. And he looked me right in the eyes, man. He goes, yeah, man, I like what you did. You know what I'm saying? That's really good. Yeah. And he's really softly spoken. <laughs> yeah, he, no, no, Jay's a dude, man. Like, uh, respect for him. A lot, a lot, yeah. a lot You're, I've seen a bunch of pictures of you like at concerts and stuff. Your love for music, sometimes, is that even bigger than acting? Because there's a true passion there that I could see in your eyes when you talk about it. The truth is, man, it's my reset button. You know, when you play, you're an actor, you play different characters. Mm. You know, in the Rainbow Six commercial, I'm playing a character that you know doesn't exist exist yes. in the game you know I love to do that but when you DJ it's you yeah right. so I just opened up for Madonna yeah no name drop yeah I'm just saying and it was 17,000 people behind this curtain I opened the curtain I was like wow they're not here to see me <laughs> but when I play my music you know what I'm saying that's me like an hour set I'm giving you me right. you know what I mean I'm not acting I'm not playing a character it really does invigorate me. I'm not mm. gonna lie. I've been doing it since I was four years old yeah. as a DJ. So. I hear you. I mean, that's the way football was for me. I felt like I was three hours of me just let loose Being and I could you. say whatever I want. F yeah. you, eat shit, whatever. <laughs> uh, but it made me feel. Let me better. Ask you a question yeah. about football, man. Yeah. Like, you know, as you grow, <clears throat> as you grow older, do you feel the aches and pains of all the knocks that you had, or does that does, is it almost like a nightmare? Tell uh, them what happened to you on the field. Well, first. I do. Yeah. Well, so uh, I, I'm not gonna show my belly for the second yeah. straight episode. But so I lost my spleen. Punch football what? Uh, yeah I almost died on the field I lost nine pints of blood uh, I certainly do have issues uh, a little bit not no I only played for eight years so I didn't get uh, uh, 15 years worth of beating uh, but like my father played quarterback for the New York Giants here for 15 years right. um, he has issues he's had three back surgeries in the last four years oh uh, he's almost 60 but nonetheless yes people of his generation certainly banged up and yeah I do have things that issue it's not affecting my quality of life, but no, right. uh, but it's still. I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, oh man, I, yep, that was that, that was that hit, or this is that hit. I mean, I, I, there's certain days like that. I played I played rugby when I was a kid, right? And I I I pulled my thumb all the way back here one time, and at the day on the day, I mean, we just kept playing. Yeah, Adrenaline. right. All right. Yeah. Right. I have a son. I, I would still put my son in and say, go go play sports. Yes. You know? I, I, is that is that right? Is I, that right I think thinking? it is. I, you know, listen, there's going to be risk in any sport. I mean, the concussion rates for young kids playing soccer are the same as football right really? here in America. Yeah, because of the heading the balls and doing that right, at the right, young right, age. Right. But the things I learned from football, I think, are the most important thing, or any team sport. You learn the discipline, how to work with others. The take, team, yeah. Take, yeah. take constructive criticism, uh, you know, listening, respect to your coaches, all that. That's yeah. the thing I think is the beauty of team sports, at least a lot of things I learned from mm. football. Yeah. I have a question for you because it's a nice debate we have here in the office right now. 
Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Kyle Johnson Ellis Williams for having this discussion. Straight out of Compton. Mm. I guess that's a biopic, but it's not about. It's more about like a, a group, mm-hmm. uh, and that was West Coast. And we were having a debate when it comes to East Coast rap. Mm-hmm. What should be the first biopic? Would you go, the birth and existence of Bad Boy, or the birth and existence of Rockefeller? Mm, Which one would one. you do for the East Coast hip hop biopic? Uh, Bad Boy. Would you? But it wouldn't be rap. It would be you know. It would be around Puff. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know, Puff and Notorious B.I.G., right? Notorious B.I.G. Right. The you bad also boy get artist. Tupac because you're getting that East Coast, West Coast. Again, like, you know, you have to think bit. about all of it. Sure. Jay, like Rock- Rockefeller is, is Jay. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. He had great artists, Memph Bleak and all those underneath him. Yes. But right. the, the, the empire was really built around Jay. Bad Boy, you know, Biggie, Craig mm. Mack, you know, Total, you know, Faith yeah. Evans. You know, it, and it, they were the first on the scene, at least in my mm, opinion. Mm, now, the only thing right. I'll say in against that is you are still getting Jay. You're getting Jay... Biggie and Busta at a cafeteria table, which would be a cool scene. You're getting Kanye. You're getting a little bit of young Beyonce, too. Like, you got to think of, like, the whole, how yeah, the movie's right. going to unfold. Me, but Bad Boy would be crazy, too. No, the definitive film would be Def Jam. Ah, oh, right. Period. Right. Def Jam. Damn, how are you going to come up with a third option? So, I didn't think no, that. that's not even an option. That's yeah. the pinnacle right there. Yeah. I mean, you got everyone from the Beasties, Rundy, mm-hmm. Rundy MC. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? The legacy of Def Jam is incredible. Right. That's mm-hmm. the definitive. Not East Coast, but hip-hop film. Awesome. He won up to you. I know. Uh, I feel bad. I, I, I like to ask uh, athletes, just other athletes they respect. So actor, actress that comes out with a movie, no matter if you like the movie or not, you're like, you know, I want to see their performance. Who who jumps out to you that way? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for me every single time. Right. Unreal. Right. Joaquin Phoenix every single time. Ah. Denzel never, ever fails. Yeah. Right. You know, he's such a dedicated actor. I love him. Um... I have to say, I like Ben Stiller. Uh, is that okay? Think, That's cool. Why would we hate My kids love Night at the Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's funny to me, he and he yeah. stays funny. I love him. Right. He seems sincere and genuine, That's which right. I appreciate. Right. Uh, you're going to f- hate us, okay? Really, man? Yeah. You're going to hate us. No, you won't hate us. But we who's, love who's you so much. Out? Who's coming out? Someone coming out? <laughs> you are. You're coming out. You didn't okay. know that? Like this All right you now? haters out there that have a problem oh with things that you God, can't control, really? you can't control this, okay? <laughs> this man was born for this. Everybody, can I see the control room, please? Can we get some love? This is a movement. Are you joking? This is a movement. We're pumping it, man. We're pumping it. Just because you can't handle this and it puts you in a situation that you think is We got the camera guy, Gabe, holding it down. Man. This is a movement. Yeah, I get it. I, you know, I've got to take a picture. Yeah, of this. take a picture. Take a picture. I'm not wearing that T-shirt though. You don't, you don't have, have to. to. We're keeping it. We but, all want the T-shirt. We, we were afraid you might like flip out on us. Everyone was like, "Let's not show this until the end of the interview." No, no, he might man. walk no, out. Go ahead. Let me see. I won't walk out. Yeah. I won't walk out, man. No, <laughs> don't no, cover you guys, my face. You guys, that's dope. That is a dope <laughs> picture. Oh, my camera's okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. And boom, boom. Man, I'm in Idris Elba's phone. Uh, here's, here's, here's what I saw. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. When I watched that Tom Clancy commercial, there was one part where you sat back while a guy was, like, blowing through a door. And I went, that is what it needs right now. I went and saw it. And I'm, it needs that element of cool. It needs that element of just style. And that's what I think you would provide. Dude, I think that your trajectory has been incredible. You were born for this shit, man. Oh, man. I do. I appreciate it. And I know you, you can't that. comment on it because all that stuff, but I really believe that. 
Uh, I can't count on it because ultimately it's a rumour right. that, that's just taken off. It's unbelievable. Right. I keep saying it though, it's a will of a nation. If people want that, it will happen. But the truth is, you know, I actually think that Bond probably should reinvent itself and go younger. I agree. No, no, for real. Uh, so you're saying maybe not even you. You're no, saying. No, absolutely. I think okay. the, uh, the concept of super spies is a little dated. Right. I'm going to get lambasted for saying that. But the truth <laughs> is, you know, you know, spies have taken up. People don't. You don't spy in a tuxedo anymore. Mm. You know, I mean, like literally. I think they'll. I think right. they should go younger, and I think they should go a lot more sort of like savvy with what's really going on in the world. Right. Know? Right. Okay, I, I respect that though. You know yeah, you're the man. I respect that. Awesome. But I love the t-shirts. Yeah. Right, good. Show me the guys in the back again. Yeah. Let's, let's see the go. control room more time. Hope you didn't take your t-shirts off. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh gosh, he wants to see us again. <laughs> That's amazing. Dude, you are the man. Thank Congratulations you. on Thank everything. Guys, Much appreciated. Really Good luck to you. Thank you for that. We enjoy and, uh, it. Again, check out. I want to make sure you pitch it one more time. All right, so check out Rainbow Six Siege. It's a great game. If you're a gamer, you're gonna love this game. It's really groundbreaking. Man, I yeah, I, I'm all I'm all for this. Can I be games. a pundit, please, man? Uh, like, uh, give us one give hot take right now about something in sports that pisses you off. Um, okay, so, you know, you guys saw, you know, J Jose Mourinho. Yes. I mean, you know Chelsea I mean? Coach, Chelsea. right? <laughs> That's what I've got to say. I know Chelsea fans are going to hate me when I get back to London. I don't care, man. <laughs> Arsenal's the only London team, and you know it. Man, you know we just opened up a Bleacher Report office in London, so they, they can they can yeah, put so that out is, there. They're going to see this. They're definitely going to see Don't that. do it, man. Yeah. I'm going to get like. What, what's worse is going to be like, who are those two crazy Americans talking yeah, about soccer believe. with the, with Idris Elba? That's going to be the best part of it. Uh, awesome, man. Thanks Same again. Man. Appreciate, appreciate it. Good luck yeah, with everything. Right? Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate oh. it again. That was good fun. Thank you. Good. Oh, you're good. Have a good day, man. Cheers. See you later. God, Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba, baby. I can't believe we got him. That was that felt really good. I knew it was him once I smelled the cologne. It was strong. I smelled the cologne. Can you I was recognize like, it? Well, I just was like, nobody in our office wears that cologne, so they're not tricking us. I knew that. That's what for sure. I genuinely support this. Uh, I and do I too. appreciate what he said. Yeah, and right. I appreciate his honesty and his candor. Right. And I appreciate his time. That was cool because, uh, yeah, I mean, if he gets that role, I'm sure that's a lot of cash in his pocket, too. Uh, cooler guest, him. Or Phil Sims? Uh, he's the coolest guest we've had. By far? Here, hands down. Michael Vick, Phil Sims. Who else have we had on this damn thing? Uh, but he beats them all. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hey, Josh, uh, air pound. Uh, so so what are we going to do? Are we going to export that clip to London and be like, here uh, you go, soccer fans? It's going to be my first soccer. Chris, uh, nice use of the word export. That yeah. was good. Export, <laughs> yes. Very good. Right. All right, so we were talking. Before we, we had Elba, uh, we talked about the Broncos, and you were saying about resting Peyton. Right. I'm trying to transition right now. <laughs> and you were saying that it's going to create a little bit of dissension, so yeah. I agree with that. Um, I want to move now to the Green Bay Packers yeah. and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, and I think what's been very interesting is we've been saying on this podcast and in videos for weeks now mm -hmm. that he doesn't have enough help. The wide receiving talent's not there. You said they should trade for a wide receiver. They didn't. Right. The play calling with Tom Clements and uh, Mike McCarthy has right. been too simple. Right. And the big storylines that I'm seeing right now are give McCarthy back the play calling. And I'm starting to, for the first time, right. see people blame Aaron Rodgers. Sure. And when I told you that, you had a reaction that was, are you kidding me? Well, yeah. What is your take on blaming Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, I just, I think it's, first of all, people don't know what to blame. And, and, and they go, okay, well, we got to blame the play caller and the quarterback. Well, uh, you know, listen, first of all, this offense, it's always been simple. But they've had enough talent to kind of get it done. With Jordy being hurt and not having that threat to go down the field, it changes a lot. The offense 
quite simply, and producer Josh watched some clips with me last week when we were, we were going to drop some formations and some staples of what they do in their yeah. offense. I said, here you go, Josh. Here's five or six plays. It's the first two drives of the game. Let's see if anybody's open for Aaron Rodgers. The offense is so simple. It is the basic premises of the West Coast offense. It is 1988-89, Bill Walsh. I know you've heard me say all of this. Uh, the problem is there's nothing more to it. It's okay to have a West Coast offense but have something more to it. Sean Payton has West Coast terminology, but he also has a lot of creative ideas, game-planning ways to get shots down the field, all those things. Uh, same with Kyle Shanahan, uh, West Coast offense, but he's added his own flavor. He continues to steal ideas from other coaches, what he sees on film. I don't see any of that with Green Bay. They run their same stuff week in, week out, and nobody is open. So for people to criticize Aaron Rodgers, I'm just telling you, you're completely crazy. They wouldn't even be in some games if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Um, like they talk about like Randall Cobb in the backfield and stuff, even their creative stuff. Whoa, this- Randall Cobb in the back. You mean what they did in week 11 last year when they played the New England Patriots? I mean, that was the new wrinkle for this year? Yeah. Oh, let's put Randall Cobb in the backfield. That will blow the defense's mind. What do we do? He's so, going to catch it out of the backfield. So you're not one of those that believe that Mike McCarthy is going to be the answer either. Well, I think Mike McCarthy, I, do, I could see that happening. I do think, listen, he has more experience calling plays. Uh, maybe he is a more talented play caller. There like is you said something that about to that. Chud. Chud is a Chud, very like he's better at calling plays for situations. Yes. You think McCarthy could be similar? I, exactly right. Yeah, I do think there, there's something to tying in mm, your plays okay. together and so tying them together. Help. So I could see that helping certainly. Yeah. But I would like them to grow the offense. They're doing a disservice to Aaron Rodgers and his greatness. I'm just saying, you put another quarterback in that offense, even the great ones around the NFL, they are going to really struggle. He's one of the few people that can make it happen. All right. So his numbers. What were his numbers last week? Fendrick, do you have those? I mean, he was—he threw it 61 times for 300 and something yards. So last yards. week, Aaron Rodgers was 35 of 61 for 333 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Is it against the law for them to run the ball and have success? I, I just was on the check. You know, so they can run, right? Oh, okay. It's, so, it's just interesting. I mean, I guess I think Chris qu- is at his most sarcastic and surly when he talks about the Green Bay Packers because this is the biggest Aaron Rodgers supporter. It upsets supporter. me because yeah. he, I can is, tell. he is – so talented. If he was in an offense like a Brady or some of the other top offenses of football, I mean, it'd be 70% completion percentage easily. It'd be 40 touchdowns and five interceptions every year. But like I say, just watch, the, watch a game. Aaron Rodgers isn't looking at a receiver wide open and going, oh, I won't throw it. Let me dance around the pocket for seven seconds to look cool on TV. No, he's dancing around the pocket because nobody is open. Has he missed a few plays as of late? Yes, certainly. You're going to miss plays when you're expected to carry the offense every play uh, and nobody's open and you're being pressured. You might overthink. You overanalyze. Like he said, you see ghosts every now and then. There's just too much on his plate. It's not fair. Do they fix it? No. Okay. I, I, just, I have not seen it in their DNA. It's like, it's like Jimmy Graham of the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, you know, oh, will they fix it? They'll figure it out? No, we've never seen in the history of Darryl Bevel or the Seattle Seahawks them focus on one receiver and make him a focal point. Mm. So what makes, things, what makes people think they're going to change now? just crazy to me. It seems like it's a wasted year then. You know? it, it, it's, it's almost you a wasted a cer- career for Aaron Rodgers. That's what drives me crazy. It's, it's just you're, you're – People what about don't, when they won the Super Bowl? I know. Well, I mean, what did he have to do to go in the Super Bowl? The greatest four-game stretch of play we've ever seen in our life. I mean, you, you can talk about performances in the playoffs. I don't think there was anyone that put a, put a wild-card divisional championship game Super Bowl where it was like every throw was like, did you freaking see that? 
did you freak it? Oh, that was 40 yards down the field. He was double covered. Psh, completion. I mean, it was unbelievable. That's what it took for them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm gonna, I wasn't planning on asking this question, but how many more years of elite Aaron Rodgers do you think we have left? Because uh, every window closes. Yes, it does. And I don't want to start this conversation, but I'm yeah. thinking if they're wasting this year, how many do they have yeah, left? Yeah, well, I think elite Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at maybe three to four more years of the guy that can dance around and make things happen with his legs. Right. Now, his arm will stand the test of time like a Brett Favre. It would basically just be like whenever I just want to – Brett can still throw it as good as half the quarterbacks in football right now. He just can't take the beating and do all the other gotcha. things. Uh, his arm will last the test of time forever because wow. of the way he throws it and how special he is. Uh, it's an interesting conversation. It is. And, and it's a team that has a lot of questions answered. It's a fan base right now that's and, freaking out. And what's going back to what we've always – what did we always say about their defense? Well, come on, we've been saying it for two years. Oh, they can't stop the run? Yeah, it's coming back again. Shocker. Mm-hmm. There's not enough big people in the middle of their defense. It's interesting. I mean, we gave a lot of love to Dom Capers and all that before, but it just seems both sides of the ball are not yeah. innovative enough yeah. to adjust to the issues. Yeah, and Dom is creative. It's just, it, it, I don't... He doesn't have a lot of the pieces. He doesn't have a lot of the pieces. Okay. That's what I would agree. Uh, one other thing that I know we want to get to before, we're going to bring in Matt Camp, and we're going to do fantasy for the first time that we've done all season, cool. but we're going to do it with a spin, which I'm excited about. Right. But Cam Newton celebrating in the NFL. Um, there was actually a great post in uh, the Charlotte Observer this morning that I read right. about how you need to understand what Cam Newton is and what he represents. So that dance move that everyone got upset, especially Wesley Woodyard, right. who you played with. Yeah, right. Uh, he's the one that came up and challenged. I think that's the reason we're talking about it. Yeah. It's a dance move called Hitting Dem Folks. Folks, and what's really funny is like Gabe drove me home on Sunday. Right. We were on our way home and saw kids in New York doing the hitting them folks dance so this is a dance uh just like the dab that started in atlanta this okay. is where cam newton's from and this gotcha. is what the article was saying i wasn't planning on referencing the article but it was a good one about he is representing a culture that hasn't been shown right. on tv right. these are dance moves that have not been popular before right and it's interesting to me that I we have everyone's mentioning the Drew Stanton where uh, Andre Ellington goes down the sideline he's doing the dance moves right. and stuff. Or you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and discount double right. check, which is more interesting to me because talk about ego. You're putting a championship yeah. belt right, on, right. but everyone is so upset about about Cam Newton, and it actually makes me very upset. It should because I think that one when you're performing at MVP level. We see Carson Palmer able to gyrate towards the fan What base. would happen if Cam Newton did that on the side? Holy cow. He did the D-Generation X old wrestling suck it move. I, yes, um, he thrusted his pelvic hips. thrust. Right. <laughs> but, but I guess my thing is, um, and it's funny, I saw Scott Van Pelt try to talk about it in SportsCenter. He said, if you don't like Cam Newton, you're going to have that reaction. My issue is, and I know Cam Louder, our producer back there right now, is saying he prefers guys that toss the ball to the referee. Right. And I understand that. There is always that need for it. There's always the Barry Sanders part of society that's going to go, I prefer no celebration. But celebration right now, it's an important expressive of someone that is doing great things. Right. And I don't think he's... This is the Cam Newton that is forcing his teammates after touchdown to hand footballs off the children in the stands. Yeah. Who actively goes up and gives it to a child who recently lost his father. Right. Who's finding fan bases. Who is making Carolina a preeminent name in sports. Yeah. And, and I think that there is some deep-rooted hatred, not just towards Cam Newton, I do think there's a lot of racial implications in terms of people's I'm hatred of it. I'm going to say it. It's the elephant in the room. Of course there is. What would, what would everybody do if... 
Cam Newton acted like Tom Brady did when he scores on a rushing touchdown. And just curses Sp- And people. yells at the fans, ah, and then says curse words, right. It would I mean, be seen as intimidating. Oh, what a this Cam Newton. He's crazy. He's not all there. I mean, that's what we would all say. Yeah. So there certainly is racial undertones. I, I, I really, I'm with you. I think Cam is kind of a, um, he's at the failure of his own success sometimes because I think that we all keep going back to his combine comments when he said that he wanted to be an icon. Right. And I think the reason we took it bad is, oh, he's so worried about him off, himself off the field. I think what, he, what he's trying to say is when you are the face of a franchise and you're a quarterback and you win Super Bowls, you transcend sports. Sure. Tom Brady is everywhere. Right. Peyton Manning is chicken parm. You taste so good. <laughs> Cam Newton is I getting like yogurt commercials. Right. And, and the thing with Cam Newton is he is the perfect face of the NFL. Right. He is. He's got the perfect smile. Mm-hmm. He is unbelievably attractive. Right. Like if you're just looking at it from a like a standalone sure, he's standpoint. he's a handsome man. Handsome no doubt. man. He is, I, I think... He's a talent that we have never seen never before. Never before, exactly right. We have never right. seen him before. Never. I mean, people talk about Randall Cunningham like he was game-changing. Right. Cam Newton's got like two inches and 60 pounds on and him. And they're calling like power run plays and being like, hey, Cam, we just want you to run up in there and see Ray Lewis just meet him in the hole and drive forward for the first Cam down. Cam Newton is on pace to break Steve Young records. Right. So you could say whatever you want about comparing him to black quarterbacks. Let's compare him to Steve Young. He's a, he he's a game get out of transcender. Race. Get yes. out of race. Yes. And I, I hope to that point he's a transcendent in terms of playing the position. Right. I hope we can allow him to be transcendent in terms of race. Right. We have always had issues with black quarterbacks in this sport. From Rush Limbaugh to the Donovan McNabb comments right. to, to just how long it took for us to allow allow someone to play the position. And I think we're seeing Cam Newton not just be great for a race playing that position, right. but for as a person playing that position. Agreed. He is a top three in the MVP voting. Yep. He is the man of the undefeated 9-0 Carolina Panthers. Right. He went 80% completion percentage last week, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> right. No one's talking about yeah. it. Get over it. Accept it. And if you don't want him to dance, don't let him get in the end zone. <laughs> I like it. Felt good. It is. Now it I'd like to bring in the Cam Newton of Bleacher Report. Matt Camp coming in the building. Oh, so I was yeah. told over here. Good. Yeah, go over there. Stuff, I mean, I had Idris Elba here. This said some way like. This is. It's like you're on I'm the gold this episode. Is, this is the worst hot tag in, in talk show history right here. I'm coming <laughs> over after him. So, By the way, Sims and Lefko in 2016 after that right there. You guys have a nice political platform and everything. Right? Absolutely. I'm I like it. that he called us pundits. I like that. I was like, I am I a pundit? A, I want to be a pundit. Yeah. I wanted to ask, am I a pundit? I guess I am, right? If yeah. I have my opinion that's, in this we are. Of course you are. This is what yeah, we do so now. Yeah, so we call them analysts. I guess they call them pundits. Right, like it. Uh, Matt Camp. Big time fantasy dude. You came here. This is your first season with us. I think you're blowing it out of the water. I think you're very good at having takes before they come popular. And one thing that I know you wanted to do, which is why I'm happy you're here, is you have questions. You get asked, how many tweets do you think you get a day of fantasy questions? Hundreds. I probably answer thousands a week. Thousands a week. So you're getting questions, but you have questions that he's watching the film. Yes. That you'd like to ask him to get clarity for you. What I think is important is we use all of our assets here. Yes. Hey, smart people. Like Bill Belichick causes other smart coaches to ask Right. Ideas, things like that. Hey, who can we get the most information? Exactly out? right. Information okay. is knowledge. Power. You played in the league. You watched the tape. Right. I didn't do that. I watched you play. You beat up my high school a bunch of times. That <laughs> I saw. We talked about that. We talked about the first time I was right. on. I don't get to be a two-time run. I'm excited about that. Uh, That's right. Double time. Two times. So when I'm breaking down the numbers, it's easy for me to look at the numbers and trends and stuff like that. Right. But when you're watching games, you can go, and I've done this in, in, in previous spots, 
you know, there was games where you go, oh, Brett Favre threw four picks. No, then we're his fault. Yeah, right. Like, that right. kind of stuff happens all the time. Sure. So, when we look at some of these teams, like Miami, for instance. Sure. Uh, Speaker Stringer Bell. Ryan Tannehill feels like the 40-degree day of fantasy football or football mm. in general. Where, could be all right. Never great. Right. You feel like he should be better, but just he's just kind of there. Yes, right. right. So, for that offense, we'll get into Lamar Miller and yeah. how much better he has been. But right. You know, people want to get excited about Jarvis Landry and Rashard Matthews. And even Ryan Tannehill, I thought he could be a top-ten quarterback sure, this right. year. He was ascending. Right. Has he plateaued, or is it the coaching? Is it a change? I think it's a, actually a great question. Uh, and it's funny to actually hear you, because I always say we're in the weeds too much. And we're, I always tell these guys, yeah. we're in the weeds too much. We're way too deep into it. We're not listening to some of the national narrative. I don't think of him like that. So... Ryan Tannehill is playing phenomenal football this year. He really is. Uh, I think the things that make him less sexy, maybe to fantasy or just the common viewer, yes, the stats aren't great. The offense is a little predictable in the pass game. It's a little bit Philadelphia-ish in that, right? right? So there is a, some tendencies where they get in certain formations. I can kind of tell you the three or four pass plays they're going to do. So I think there's a little of that. Then you hit on, like, the Jarvis Landry, uh, Rashard Matthews. Very good receivers. I don't think anybody's staying up late at night going, man, how are we going to stop Jarvis Landry this week? Right, they don't have that guy. Now, Devontae Parker, we want him to be that guy, but he's not been out there. Uh, So, yes, I think that's – they don't have a legit number one on the field right now. That's been my issue, I think, there. I mean, not that Mike Wallace was great, but at least you have to – you have to respect his downfield ability. Exactly right. Exactly right. Jarvis Landry's a really good football player, but nobody's going, oh, man, we got to make sure we put Revis Revis on him to stop him. I know one guy guy you want to talk about. I have him in the team, Matt Jones. It's really interesting because I've actually asked Sims about this before. What's your question him about Jones? So Matt, fantasy owners right now are like killed it. Well, this, this week. is the thing. You know, in, in previous weeks we've had Jeremy Langford come through in yes. a big yeah, way. Right. We've had you know people looking for saviors at this point in the year. Right. Who can I pick up at running back? And it's such a flavor of the week position right. for fantasy. Jeremy Langford picking up D'Angelo Williams. Right. Um, so watch out for Kadeem Carey with the Bears. See. Watch out for him. Is because, that next year for you? Like, well, I think even this, I think it's going to, as the, the year goes bit. up, I think he's going to get a little more in the mix. He was impressive last week when I watched the film against the Rams. I like Langford, but I will say, and I bragged about yep. Langford last week, but I saw Kadari for the, uh, Carey, mm-hmm. Kadeem Carey for the second week in a row, and I said, this guy kind of pops to me. He's, he's quick. He looks faster than last year, so watch out for him, but I'm sorry now, to interrupt. With those two guys, you know, those guys, people looking for the saviors. Right. He could be a number one guy. He's going to get all the touches, all the carries. Right. Matt Jones, earlier in the season, yes. had that big game in week number two yep. against the Rams. Right. And I talked to him, and he was like, yeah, they said I was going to get more chances. That's when Deshaun Jackson had gone down. Right. Then he disappeared. Right. He hadn't had a game with more than 11 carries leading up to this past week. He plays the Saints. He has a big game. Yeah. And, and we've been shooting fantasy videos about this, and people are like, oh, this is the next running yep. back. This is the next savior. Right. I'm not sold on it from, a, from looking at the numbers, seeing that Alfred Morris outsnapped him yes. 40% to 37%. Right. Seeing that Alfred Morris had a pretty good game. Uh, when we haven't talked about it much for fantasy, Alfred mm-hmm. Morris has kind of been always a guy to me. There's always these guys better in reality than compared to fantasy. He's always yeah, right. a 15-carry, 94-yard, no touchdown If he was guy. in Dallas, we'd be so yes. pumped right. up yes. about him. Right. But he's in Washington. So he was still in the mix, but Matt Jones breaks off that big touchdown, mm. and everybody gets excited. Oh, Matt Jones is back. My issue is, are the Redskins that good right. that they're going to keep running the football? Right. Was this playing the Saints? Right. 
and Alfred Morris is still in the mix. But yeah. I don't know how good Matt Jones really is other than, oh, he had a big touchdown, yeah. so everybody's excited about him. Is he the new you know, guy we can rely on for the rest right. of the year, or is he just another one of these flavors of the week? Right. All right. So a lot of good questions there. The Saints certainly are a part of the issue. It's the worst defense in football. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Uh, now, their offensive line, I think their run game is going to continue to be good. Uh, I do think Scherf has been better. Uh, Morgan Moses at right tackle. I didn't see last week's film yet, but I will watch that against the Saints. Uh, uh, so they're going to continue to run the ball successfully, too, because people forget Bill Callahan. I know we've talked yes. about it a lot. He's their offensive line coach, came from the Cowboys last year. He's one of the best in football. Absolutely. So they will be a dominant run football team. I am not in love with Matt Jones. Um, I, I said it to these guys last week after they played New England. I said, I just don't get it with Matt Jones because I thought they gave him too many carries in that game. I go, you know, I understand, like, you want him to be on the field, getting a certain amount of carries every game, but I don't want him to be my bell cow. He's a little stiff. He's a little bit of an upright runner. He's one of these guys where if the hole's not exactly where he's going, he has a hard time readjusting. So literally, if the hole was there, he runs there, but then oh, the hole, a hole opens up here, he's got to kind of turn his whole body. Yeah. He's very stiff that way. Alfred Moore is a much more talented runner uh, than people give him credit for. The one thing I always look at for running backs – staying square to the line of scrimmage and being able to jump cut. And Alfred Morris is amazing at being able to keep his shoulder square at the line of scrimmage. So now he can get into a hole. Oh, the hole closes. And his ability to read it and go, oh, the hole's here now or the hole's here there, and then get to it is very impressive to me. Do you expect them to play Matt Jones still? Because it's been kind of the confusion is why are they giving – how do you see it playing I think out? Al, I think Alfred, after last week, is probably – I mean, I know Alfred – He had more carries. Yeah, he had yes, more yes, carries. He, he played did. more snaps. Right. And he would have had more if he didn't get hurt. Right. I, I guess think, my only question I think is, I mean, you're gonna Washington was up big, so were they just kind of giving Morris those second-team snaps? But Sure, no, but but he did start last week. Like, he, he started against Saints. Gotcha. Where, uh, if I remember right, the, the New England Matt Jones started. Uh, he started. Even if he didn't start, he played the majority of the game. Yes. He was getting a lot the of the snaps. The starts don't matter for us. We don't want exactly. to know who the snaps yeah, who's who's snaps Exactly the right. Like, that, exactly. that stuff doesn't matter right, too so much. So let me ask right. you. So now you asked him questions. I have questions for you. Week 11, we're closing in on the run to the playoffs and then the playoffs, which for people is usually 14, 15, 16. Biggest overall theme advice for people as they get ready for the playoffs. If you have been an owner of a D'Angelo, uh, of a Le'Veon Bell mm. or, or a Marshawn Lynch, guys that are now you're going to who's the backup guy, this is the time to pick those guys up. People right. often draft them way too early. And they go, oh, i got to get the handcuff. Perfect example. Jamal Charles goes down. A lot of people drafted Niall Davis. People drafted Niall Davis. Oh. I was in a league where somebody drafted Niall Davis, and I had Jamal Charles. Well, that pick gets wasted because yeah. you think you're getting the handcuff. That opens up a spot on your roster when you don't draft that guy and you get one of those late-round sleepers. But now we're at the time of the year where you need to be able to go, if I lose, the, if I lose Le'Veon Bell, I have D'Angelo Williams. So hey, like Marshawn Lynch had, yeah. a, had an injury this past weekend. We were scared. Right. You should have picked up Thomas yeah, Rawls. You right. should have had him already. So, like, you should I have, have him two, Julio three weeks Jones, ago. I should get Leonard Hankerson. Totally. <laughs> right? No. No? Um, what kind of handcuff? Oh. Handcuff running backs. Don't, you don't handcuff, handcuff wide receivers. No. See, that's good advice. Here's for the me. only handcuff at wide receiver, and right. it's the biggest name this week. Danny Amendola because uh, he fits the exact same role. Yeah, very and you great. know he's playing with Tom Brady. That's the difference. Right. But it's these handcuffs. It's um, 
Get Tevin Coleman if you have Devontae Freeman. Mm, We're talking uh, about the top guys right. on teams that want to run the football. Right. Atlanta want to run the football. They'll go back to Coleman. He'll play a big role. Yeah. D'Angelo yeah. doing that behind Bell. I, I, you told me handcuffs during the week, and I picked up Leonard Hankerson. Oh, jeez. Because I thought that's what you Can you, you watch some of our videos once in a while? <laughs> so do, you, do you have any more like, tips? That people I would say this. Oh, another thing, in terms of fixing your roster, the back end of your roster, get rid of the dead weight. I mean, uh, Victor Cruz, we know, is out for the year. Right. But he was a guy people were hanging on to. David Cobb in Tennessee. People are waiting. Oh, maybe he's going to come yeah, through. Maybe right. he's gonna... Goodbye. It ain't uh, I loved keeping Brashad Perriman around, but I've cut him weeks ago. <laughs> right. uh, Nelson Aguilar, another guy like that. If these guys, if you're waiting for them Get to come back, ego. injuries. Yeah. Russell Wilson, see you later. Goodbye. He's been useless for fantasy. Right. Dave Value doesn't take these guys yeah. into your fantasy lineup. Right. You know, we talked about Tannehill. Blake Bortles, Maybe not a great quarterback but reality. It's top 10 awesome fantasy. fantasy. Every week, 333 touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah. That's okay. But we <laughs> right. get the volume. We yeah. know their defense thinks. So get rid of the dead weight on your roster. It's not going to come awesome. through. It, awesome. We're waiting too long. It's right. not happening. All right, very cool. Now we get to bring in your counterpart of just, fantasy stardom. It's sweater-wearing Steven Nelson. Hey. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> It's a tiny sweater, isn't it? Dude, Steven, you look like svelte and skinny <laughs> and tight and cute today. Toy, like a tiger. Hey, you were sitting where Idris was, man. Damn, you just were like I feel I instantly felt cooler when I sat down. Dude, oh. he sat down and Sims was like, I can smell him. I can smell Idris <laughs> Elva. You, you guys know he had Papa Shot on the way in, right? Oh, did he? Like he came in, then went right back, and he was he, Papa was, he was breaking it in. No he was problem. cool, man. Yeah, he was. He cool. was he really cool. Sweatpants. I, I, I talked about his like, clothes. Not even a question. Were they joggers like, or sweatpants? I don't know, but it was like fashion in. faux pas stuff. So yeah, you said fashion faux pas. He didn't catch that. Like you kind of you said. Well, he's like, English. Hey, he doesn't understand French. So mm. <laughs> you said you said he had a fashion. Yeah, he faux goes. Pas he goes. He goes. Look at the fashion faux pas. The sweatpants. No faux pas. And he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, man. You know, I like to keep it stylish. I like to know what I'm doing. And I was like, no, he just insulted you. Yeah. So nice job. You was got that it. insulting? Faux pas. Faux pas is like you made a mistake. Yeah. It's like wearing a bad yeah, color you, you, belt with shoes. Oh, I'm an idiot. You just idiot. told the guy yeah. you promoted. Oh, what did for you James think you were saying? I thought I don't know why I thought fashion. You thought it was a compliment? I did. Must see. It's early. When I do this, the first video of the day. It's, oh, know. wait. So what did you... So you thought it was a compliment? I thought it was like, oh, fashion forward. Look at him cool over That's here. That's great. That's almost yeah. as good as him calling him, hey, Tony <laughs> Romos. Romos. He said Romos. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Faux pas. Misstep in French. It was, smoking, Gabe, it was the smoking mirror. Gabe, not Damn. yet. Smoking mirrors. Uh, great. Gabe speaks like 17 languages, give or take. That's true. That's um, true. All right. So Steven Nelson. Yeah. On the down low, uh, Sims, how nice have you guys been to Fendrick today? Very nice? Not I nice. Say, extremely. Extremely nice. Extremely. All right, then I'm not I barely ru- talked today. I'm not going to ruin that Thank for, you. for producer Josh. Right. I'm just going to get right into the questions that I didn't want to ask. Why? What did you want to say? Let's no. turn it around and So the first question I didn't want to ask. Um, <laughs> so I think Josh actually helped produce... On the down low, usually Stephen has free reign. Oh, yeah. right. right. But I, I, now Stephen's feeling a little I'm not going to throw Josh under the bus. I was like, hey, let's figure out a way to like you know, tighten it up. But I love you. No, I, I, I totally agree that uh, I need to it's stop my favorite it. I'm dead weight on the podcast, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Fuck up that, that dead weight. No, no, no way. <gasps> you I'm going to drop it down. I don't have my if but in. Is it spinning? Let's go. Yes, it's spinning. It's spinning. Tardiness. Mm-hmm. Apparently that is something you can add to the list of Greg Hardy's issues in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now, here at Bleacher Report, we know a thing or two about tardiness. <laughs> <laughs> take, yes! Take the wide shot for a second. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hello, tardiness. 
There was a report from Fox Sports that Greg Hardy was late to work last Thursday, missed most of the morning meetings, according to Mike Garofolo. Clearly did not miss any playing time on Sunday when the Dallas Cowboys lost again right. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Sims, I would like you to take us back to your playing days. Right. How would you handle a teammate being mm. late or yourself being late as you now sort of have to I ain't saying crap to Greg Hardy. Do with that. Really? Greg Hardy is one of those big guys that his mom never told him he was big and said, hey, you got to make sure you're gentle to the young kids or the small kids because you're so big. He thinks he's a small guy and he's a giant, so he's just a freaking killer. So Uh, you don't think Romo or anybody was like, yo, Greg, that's unacceptable? uh, Tread lightly. (laughs) I don't know. What message does that say? Well, I understand. Well, it's not the player's job to be in control of that. You know, listen, maybe there's a guy in that locker room, but – just from everything I've seen out of Greg Hardy this year. You were in the quarterback room with Jason Garrett. Yeah. What would Jason you do? Garrett is yeah. extremely smart. Listen, they know the type of animal they're dealing with. I don't mean that in the bad sense. I mean, just as far as Greg Hardy off the field issues, yes. some of the stuff yes, you got to yes, deal yes, with. Yes, yes. So they're going to have to deal with that. I mean, and uh, Jason Garrett is an unbelievable communicator, and he does understand that not all 53 guys are going to be the same. And Jerry Jones likes those kind of guys on his so team. You let, but what so, does that send to well, the rest well, of the just team? Say, well, I'll just say this. Warren Sapp, he might have came in the locker room before a game a few minutes late, and guys be like, man, Sapp, you're late. He'd go, I don't give a damn. What are they going to do, bench me? I'm going to go get two sacks today. And I'd be like, well, that's a good point. You're right. They're not going to bench you, and you are going to get two sacks today. You're allowed to be late, Warren Sapp. That was a pretty good invitation. Yeah. My other question, and you've mentioned this before in passing, and I want it on the record on the podcast. If it doesn't work out with Greg Hardy in Dallas, Oof. what then? Yeah, I think uh, – it's going to t- take the right team, the right set of circumstances. I know. Yeah, I think I know. Dallas is the only – say what you said. What, are you afraid? Well, yeah, he's in trouble of getting his butt – no, I wasn't even thinking of that. I think he's in tr- – I was actually thinking of teams. Uh, oh, no, sorry. I think he's in trouble of being out of the league altogether. I really do. Yeah, yeah if I, he doesn't work in Dallas, he's it doesn't. Wor- it'd be very – I'd be very scared. Uh, but there's always the Cincinnati Bengals. They love those kind of guys. Does I he could have to see go that to a winning atmosphere? Or does he have to go to a losing team? Does I don't know. He might need to, that, he, to the team I know. that needs the next step. He might need to be at a place like New England, where they basically are like, you know what? Like, we don't need you. We'd like you here, and you're good, but we don't need you. So you either step in line or just get the hell out of here. It's funny. I think of all the teams you said, look, right. the Cincinnati's. I don't think Oakland's Baltimore is a team I think could take care of them, too. Baltimore, but I think right. out of all of them, all those will go, that makes sense. New England, we're going to go, he's going to change up. <laughs> like, anybody right. could go to New England, and we're <laughs> right. like, they're going to reform him. Right. They're really going to fix that yeah. guy. They, it's just crazy. Rodney Harrison, Corey Dillon, but none of them had the off-the-field issues. Yeah, right, right. Real quickly, how would you handle tardiness in this work atmosphere? Uh, Well, in this work atmosphere, I mean, we're referring to Adam Lefko because we're late with videos every day because, first of all, he's chatty Cathy in there with Woody, our makeup artist. They close the door, and it's like coffee talk. Therapeutic, right, It's two Jewish Jewish girls from Long Island having some coffee talk together. So they do that. Jewish girls. It's weird. (laughs) But... So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a pain in the butt, but he's been better lately. He watched, yeah. he watched uh, the football life of Bill Belichick, and he realized, man, Bill's on a schedule, so he's good, so I'll do that too. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. DJ Steinmetz. <laughs> it's DJ that. Andrew today. DJ Drew. Spin that shit. Monday Night Football. The Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. The Bengals suffered their first loss of the year. Surprising loss at home to the Houston Texans. Right. The story 
coming out of Monday Night was the post-game interview with JJ. Oh gosh, yeah, here we go. Oh, good. JJ said this, yeah, that they wanted the Texans' defense wanted to turn the red rifle, referencing Andy Dalton, right, into the Red Rider BB gun, right. Andy Dalton took offense to this. Yeah, before you response, before you get going, my question for you two is. What childhood toy <laughs> is Adam Lefko, and what childhood toy is Chris Sims? Oh, I'm gonna say that solely because he is Teddy a dirty... Ruxkin right here. Teddy Ruxkin. Teddy yeah, Ruxkin. Ruxin? Ruxin? Teddy Ruxkin. He's Teddy. Ru- is it Ruxkin? Ruxin. Ruxin. Yeah. Well, Are you sure? Yes. I think. It, okay. Ruxkin? I thought it was R U M P S K. No, you're thinking of Rumpelstiltskin. No, but okay, so it's Ruxkin. I would say because he's perverse, not the toy, but what it sounds like. My man is an erector set. <laughs> nice. Because that dude was like, that sounds like erection. <laughs> it's like, good one, little Christopher. That's, am I right? But totally. would you? What, <laughs> no, I would never apply to anything like that, but it was like too hard. Legos and Oh, no, it was too hard. Yeah, it was erectors. Right. <laughs> well, erectors get hard. <laughs> but hey, what did you think of the yeah. exchange with Watt oh, and Dalton? All right, first of all, read off his response, Andy well, Dalton. So what did you think of J.J. Watt's corny? I got to read Andy Dalton's response. So, Go Andy's ahead. response, quote, I'm disappointed in him because of the integrity of this game. I have a lot of respect for him. He's a really good player. There are a lot, uh, there are a lot of kids and people who look up to him, and for him to make comments like that, he's just showing that's acceptable to say that kind of stuff. It's disappointing for one of the best players in this league to come out and say something like that, so that's all I'm going to say about that. He's a good player, but for him to be one of the best in this league and to show that integrity, it shows what he's about, and that's disappointing. What? 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 And maybe Tom Brady should have made that comment after Greg Hardy talked about his wife and things like that. He compared, he just said you became a red BB gun. Oh, no, what an insulting thing. How can you mentally stay focused? This is that would be something that bothers me about, about Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton, you got to be mentally tougher. Who gives a damn what JJ Watt says? And what has it got to do with integrity of the game? JJ Watt's trying to be funny. We're trying. You're the red rifle. He's trying to say you. Be, we wanted to make you the r- little red BB gun. Whatever. Yes. I don't think it's a personal attack. He's having yes. a little fun with a play on words. Don't be that sensitive. It gets me with the Bengals in general too. Like I said. Who's leading that offense? Can someone show me that they cared they were losing last night? That's what drives me crazy about the Bengals. Mm. Pac-Man Jones looks like the only guy on the team that cares sometimes. That's, he's the only one that shows emotion, mad, pissed off on the sidelines. Mm. Somebody's got to take a little leadership on that team, and I don't know why Andy Dalton's worried about that quote. few things about it. Right. One, it shows that he is still sensitive about having red hair. Like, I, <laughs> like it, apparently being a ginger is still hard for him to handle. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. It's not a big deal. Yes. Play it up. You're right. red rifle. We had our own day a couple His weeks. hair is exactly. incredible. Second, I think it's more. it would be more offensive if he was called a red rocket than a right. red rider BB gun. And I guess the I third, call him red rocket all the time by mistake. I guess is my that, only question T, for you, the reason maybe he had that reaction is if you're sitting up there in a press conference, you lose a game in which you know everyone's about to come on down to you because I bet you Andy Dalton was hypersensitive after that. Right. The only thing is if someone at a press conference is like, did you hear J.J. Watt's comments? You're going to go, what? And then they say that, but I just, I, I agree with you. One, I thought it was so corny. Like, J.J. Watt was practicing in the mirror for, like, days. <laughs> he uh, needs Red better Rider writers. Red he, needs, Rider. he needs way better so, writers. Yeah, like, I said that was a wrestling promo. It was a bad one. It was bad. Really bad. That was, was Roman Reigns-esque there. Was I mean, really if you're the quarterback, you're just like, oh, I don't care. That's funny, J.J. Yeah, the proper way to handle it, oh, that's funny, J.J. said that. Yeah. They, they did make me into a BB gun this week. We weren't effective on offense. 
story's done. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't get it. and one. They stink. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Did you see Pac-Man Jones comments after the game? Yeah. I mean, they're acting like they won the Super Bowl. They, how many games have they won? I mean, that's, yeah. they need more Pac-Man on and that the team. And the only thing I'll say this, look, mm-hmm. every, it's very popular to put all the blame on the Cincinnati Bengals. If Tyler Eifert drops one more ball, <laughs> if right. A.J. Green fumbles it off, and if the only effective weapon is Giovanni Bernard, and if all of a sudden your offensive line that hadn't allowed sacks all year allows Whitney Merciless and J.J. Watt yeah. to just blow you up on every play, it's not all Andy Dalton's right. fault. Right. And the defense was better than I expected it to be. But yeah. it's Brian it's Hoyer and T.J. Yates. offense, yeah. right, so, right. Look, the, the narrative of Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is fighting a narrative more than he's fighting opponents right now. And I guess what I think he was upset with J.J. Watt is, J.J., you know what I'm up against in terms of handling the media and stuff. Right. I don't need you piling on me. It just shows that he's very sensitive right now, still. Yep. That's all I got for you guys. That was a good one, though. That's Get it? Good. Why Get, not? Game, well, you know, I normally would do three, but Josh... Didn't want me to do the three. <laughs> oh, so we have a Didn't want you to do the three. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm giving uh, I'm giving Fendrick Lamar a hard time. We have game picks to get to. <laughs> Fendrick, do you want to update the standing? Yeah. So I've been paying really close attention to the picks <laughs> after blowing it for three straight weeks with my simple addition. Uh, so last week, Sims, you went three and two. Lefko went two and three. St. So Louis, now Chicago. Uh, we Lefko both is, to pick Chicago. Lefko is leading by two, two games. games. So you picked one up the first. What's yeah, our overall week records? Yeah. Uh, Sims is thirty-four and seventeen, and Lefko, you are thirty-six and fifteen. Can I say this as an outsider and as an avid listener of yes. this podcast? Right. You guys are really into these picks. Like on Sunday, you're getting ready to leave. All right, I picked up one there, maybe two there, maybe this is gonna. <laughs> like this is not just a gimmick for the no, show. I no, I want to beat. Very I want to beat him absolutely. And then I'm very concerned with my guaranteed to lose picks. Always, always. Sure. I mean, I want to be right on that. It's like one of our favorite videos we do yes. all week. So yeah. I do sit there and go, damn, I'm one and two and guaranteed to lose. <laughs> now I'm gonna say this. I saw the games already, and the reason I saw the games is I'm going to pick first every time. Yep. I have absolutely been going off of you because I'm like a strategic analyst that I don't know what analyst. Analyst. Yeah, analyst. I guess you, I guess where I will go off what I think is I pick them all first so go to me first every time oh, first like game this. This, yeah. is, this is fun actually first game <laughs> monsters of the midway my Chicago Bears hosting the Peytonless Denver Broncos Brock Osweiler or Jay Cutler that's not the pick he's gonna pick the teams I forgot who I picked no I'm just kidding uh, I am I am going with um, the Chicago Bears. Woo! I am. And right. I think the reason I'm going with it is um, Brock Osweiler. I just, I just don't have faith in him. And I think that Chicago seems to be clicking right now. And I thought they did a really nice job on a very hard defensive line. Mm. Um, and I also think there is motivation. Adam Gase, John Fox, Jay Cutler... A lot of guys that used to be involved with Denver, and I think this is when people are like, man, Jay Cutler's good. He's been good all year. He's a quarterback. Alex Smith, if Alex Smith could make a throw last week, that game would have even been worse than it was. Exactly right. It's tough because I like that Denver defense. But they don't have a running game in Denver. I'm going Chicago. Oof, that's a, it's uh, this is I think a very tough pick. Like and typically I, here, if I were you, I would take Denver. When I think well, and I think the point the points you make are they're right on, spot on. I mean, you're crazy if you don't think Adam Gase and company and John Fox, John Fox, you his ass is red. He, I'm sure he's like, you guys fired me. Did you see my record in three yes. years in Denver? So they're going to be motivated. They will have a few tricks up their sleeves. Uh, I know, you know, Color's been playing good. The Bears are better than people think. You got to pick up two games. I know. Sims. I think I'm going to go with Denver anyways. Yeah, it's a smart move I think to go Denver, Denver can just win the ugly football game. All right. Game They're definitely th- the better football team. But so, right. 
Do you worry about the mental aspect going from Peyton Osweiler, though? I, I don't. I don't. I said earlier. I don't know on this. I, I am not so sure. Just from what I saw on the film yesterday, that they might not be better off with Osweiler. Yeah. At least they can do bootlegs. At least they can throw it deep. You're a healthy person out there. Exactly yeah. right. Game number two, Dallas at Miami. Tony mm-hmm. Romo back. I am picking Dallas. Yeah, I got to figure. I'm with you. I'm going with Dallas, too. I'm not going to dive deep into this. My point is the offensive line is going to neutralize the best aspect of the Miami Dolphins defense. Exactly. And I think Miami Dolphins offense, what I saw on film with you, is so basic Mm -hmm. that I I think Dallas' defense can be effective. And Tony Romo, man, like Miami's defense stinks. Like, other than their D-line. Like, their linebackers, ugh. Yeah, it was that yeah, a tough no. loss to swallow as an Eagle fan. Yeah, it was disc- yeah. Well, they it was domin- harder to they watch the, the game. They were winning early, yeah. too. Yeah. Tony Romo did tweet a clip from the movie Major League Ooh. this afternoon, and it's it was... Yo, bartender, you know, Joe Boo needs a refill! They're in the clubhouse, and he says there's only one thing left to do. Win the whole thing. thing. Yes. And that was it. So I think he put really- it up unedited, too. What's that? I think he put it up unedited, he, too. He, I don't know. I game number it. three. You guys ready? Yeah. Green Bay at Minnesota. Uh, I am taking Minnesota. I think it's four straight losses for Green Bay. They have not won a game on the road against a winning team in like four years or something like that. Right. But my main reason is listening to Sims talk over and over again, the Minnesota Vikings defense is they don't have to bring extra pressure to defend. Their defense is going to shut down Green Bay. And then the other side, they're going to run on Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Power running. I just think it's an awful matchup for Green Bay. I think he's right on there. I'm going with Minnesota as well. Minnesota secondary is legit. Cincinnati at Arizona. Uh, Arizona. I think Arizona is the second best team in the NFL behind the Patriots. Agreed. Okay. Buffalo at New England. Um, I would love to take Buffalo and that secondary against New England's wide receiving options because I don't think they're that great. But... Um, I just do not see Bill Belichick losing to Tyrod Taylor. I'm picking, and it's in New England. Uh, New England's winning that game. Yeah, uh, I do think it'll be a very close game. You know, it is the right time for a Buffalo team to physically overpower yes. New England. They're a little beat up on both sides of the football, but I, I'm still going to go with New England. Okay, I'm going to put the uh, diner menu down, as Gabe likes to call it. We do have a bonus game. We always oh. like to end with the Eagles. Oh, the old the Tampa you Bay. You this one first. Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Yeah. Man, this will be a good game as well. It'll be a super close game. Um, I'm still going to go with your Philadelphia Eagles, though. Okay. What's your reasoning? Uh, why don't you pick your game first, and then I'll tell you. Um, I... <laughs> The reason I'm picking the Eagles right. is mainly because Tampa Bay has not won back-to-back games this year, right. and I think Eagles have a better coach. I think that I have trust in Mark Sanchez running the offense efficiently enough, and I think that I just think Tampa Bay is a letdown team. They're a team that gets really high one week, and then they get down, and um, I like them, yeah. but I, I'm going with the Eagles just because it, I, I just feel like they're going to win one of these weeks. Oh, right? I agree. And I think you also the thing you look at in this matchup, Philly, what is Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, they play the same exact defense the Dallas Cowboys do, except they have the lesser talent on the field. I just figure Philly will have their way with them. So only one only one disagreement. Only one disagreement. I'm just going to chip away. Chip, 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 baru. There's plenty chip, of time left for you, Sims. So I'm relying on the Chicago Bears I, this week. Yeah. Um, you're relying on the Jay Cutler, baby. Yes. But it is, y'all, it'd be Jay one of those, Cutler. if I lose, I'll actually be like, damn, okay, cool. Jay Cutler, Adam Gase. I won't even feel I'm bad. I'm glad we picked the seat because I'm glad, like, the, I thought you were going to go maybe Miami. Though. Right. Yeah, how come you only sweat when Idris Ilbo was here? Like, you've kind of no, crushed on him? No, I sweat with Larry Because you were sweating a lot more with him here. Like, no, like, they were here... You didn't sweat, but you so just the way, came in. You so were the like, way my body oh, works my gosh, is, he's so, coming in. I'm flustered. 
What was that hand motion? Uh, no, sweat naturally cools the body. So once I've sweat, right, you're good. Yeah. So where's that shirt? Do you have your shirt? I got my shirt. All right, show it up. Eat yourself a podcast. It was awesome. Real. I think it was one of the best ones we've done overall. I thought camp I was awesome. Nelson was great. Hit him with it. Episode, episode right thirty nine, baby. Say goodbye. Peace out, homies. Can't give your goodbye. Too sweet. Josh, give that producer Josh his love. Oh, Josh. Goodbye, everybody. It's been a pleasure as always. <laughs> Control room, you guys were fantastic today. Oh, you guys look are at them. We're George, the <laughs> George, you're the man, George. Eagles fan for life. Hey, Cam, you are really white on the screen. Did Hold you on, know we got to go one more time. Camera Show three, Cam. so we can see Gabe's fingers. Oh. Gabe, yeah. Yeah, Gabe. Those are going to be the hands of a second place finisher in fantasy and flag football this week. Dirtiest we'll have those stories next week. Sims and Lefko, episode 39. Love you. See you next time. Climb it up. <laughs> <laughs>